Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and on most weeks, your host for the podcast. But in this episode, fitness pro extraordinaire Kia Williams is guest hosting for me and talking with the one and only Billy Polson founder and co-owner of Ducati in the San Francisco Bay Area. Billy is a nationally recognized performance coach, fitness entrepreneur, international speaker, who was named by Men's Journal Magazine as one of the top 100 trainers in America and by the San Francisco Chronicle as one of the top 10 trainers in the Bay Area. Peers and other fitness pros look to Billy as a fitness advisor and business coach for good reason. Billy devotes his life and energy to helping others learn how to live the strong, healthy, successful, and happy life they were meant to live. In 2015, with the intention of helping fitness entrepreneurs advance their skills as business owners, Billy co-founded Ducati's business movement, which continues to assist hundreds of fit pros worldwide with building and growing their most successful fitness businesses. In 2020, with the goal of building a support network for all fitness studio owners in San Francisco throughout the COVID pandemic, Billy co-founded the San Francisco Independent Fitness Studio Coalition, which currently works with over 80 boutique studio owners in the Bay Area. Let's jump right into this lively interview with Kia and Billy. Hello and welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show. My name is Kia Williams and I am your guest host for today's episode. I am so excited to share this time and space, not only with you, our viewers, but also with the amazing, the most brilliant Billy Paulson. Hello, Billy, and welcome to the show. Hi, Kia. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for having me on. Great to have you here with us, Billy. Although I am enamored with your career journey, for those who may, this may be their first opportunity of sharing space and time with you. Will you please just give us a brief, very brief overview of your long lasting career, very unique career journey that has brought you to where you are today? Oh my gosh, for sure. So uh, way back in 1996, oh my goodness, I I actually started teaching uh, step aerobics. It was my first venture into the fitness industry. Uh, And at that time, honestly, it was a side hustle. I was uh, doing computer programming all day and teaching step aerobics all night. (laughs) And uh, it got to the point that I really just wanted to be doing something I loved all day long and not sitting in a cubicle. So uh, in 1998, I made the decision to start my independent personal trainer practice and slowly left technology and uh, built that practice here in San Francisco. Uh, And it was uh, up through 2004. I was working in a little independent trainer facility here. Uh, It was a tiny little basement facility. The ceilings were so low, you couldn't even jump rope. There were no windows, but, but we had built an amazing practice there. And Honestly, I made the decision, like, life is too short to be in a basement all day, too. So uh, with my husband, in 2004, we opened uh, Diakati Fitness. And uh, Diakati Fitness, we've been around for 18 years now. It's an independent personal trainer's facility here in the city. So uh, we currently have 48 independent trainers that are running their practices out of our facility. Um, It's a little bit of a unique model that they're not 1099. They're not contractors. They literally are just using the space to run their own practice. Uh, And it's 
it is honestly a community of some of the most uh, like glow-filled individuals that love what they do. And I, I feel so honored to be in here with them every day. So uh, yeah, we've been doing this for the last 18 years. Um, part of our business model is that we would give those independent practitioners all the support and all of the um, education, marketing assistance, and even like skills training that they would get as if they're a staff trainer, but in an independent facility. So uh, that included teaching them how to be better business owners. Right. It's something we didn't think we were going to have to teach them. But as we slowly were building our practice, we started doing more and more entrepreneur education. Uh, and so then in 2015, that's when I kind of took the path to where I am now. I, I don't do personal training anymore. I only work with independent trainers and uh, studio owners around the world with growing their practice and building their systems and their marketing and really um, kind of growing into their ideal uh, fitness business. So that is what I spend most of my time doing now. And uh, again, I'm psyched to share that with you all here and at Idea World in Vegas coming up. Right on. But I'm going to challenge you, Billy, when you said that you left technology in your former career. <laughs> Honey, technology is all around us. You use it every day, all day. But it's so different. Did you ever expect with your technical background that this is the form of technology that you would be using today? You know, it's such a great point, Kia, because I, I, and granted, I left technology because I was really bored and didn't enjoy it. But the skills that I gained when I was doing like the nine to five and working for pharmaceutical companies and banks and doing their databases, all of those skills were so helpful for me in growing my independent practice and in building Diacati and then now in coaching for the business side. So it, you're right. It stays with me throughout. It's just that now I get to use that technology in ways that are, are really fulfilling. And I feel like I'm not just writing some computer program. I'm literally using it to help folks have happier, better lives. So you're right. so right. You're so right. <laughs> I'm always right. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm learning. But your, your, your business model is so compelling, unique and, and brilliant. You know, I I take it um, when I explore and engage with different business models outside of fitness and wellness, there are so many transferable opportunities. Can you just quickly tell us how did you come up with this this mindset of not necessarily creating a gym facility where you hire and train your own employees and they're not 1099s, but it almost sounds and please do correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to get this right. To me, it's like a salon experience in which maybe there's a booth fee for the estheticians and cosmetologists who pay their fee, but they also have the opportunity to continue to train under the business owner who can provide continuing education credit. Because even though you may be operating as a business owner of your own, when you win, we all win in this space. Am I? Is that a parallel? Is that running tangent or am I way off? Because that happens sometimes too. Oh my gosh. No, you, you hit it on the head. It, Honestly, when we, so we were independent trainers, when Mike, Mike's my husband and I, we were independent trainers and we, we really opened Diakati because we wanted a space that again, had windows and we could run and jump and do whatever we wanted. At the same time, we wanted to build a community that was filled with leaders, that was filled 
with other business owners who had the same drive and the same inspiration and the glow and vibe that we did. So we didn't want to start something where we were going to be uh, having to manage and like babysit and like lead people on our method. We wanted to fill it with folks who were all at an advanced level but had their own dreams and aspirations and styles. And they brought them all into this kind of knowledge sharing melting pot. And that's really what uh, I think has defined the Akati in a unique way. Uh, The independent model, there are lots of independent models throughout the world, honestly, that are usually smaller. Um, We really wanted to match that kind of, uh, again, entrepreneur filled model with a five-star customer experience model. And that mashed up is really a unique opportunity that I don't see many of it, honestly anywhere. Um, and again, doing that in a way that we, we filled it with folks who we were psyched to wake up and be working with every day and they were pushing us and we were pushing them. And yeah, that, that is what has uh, allowed me to enjoy getting up and coming into work for the last 18 years. I love it so much. Oh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to be in your space, to feel it, to see it. And when I say feel it, F-E-E-L, I'm going to touch the walls, everything, because after um, the, the past couple of years of a very strict stay-at-home mandate, listen, I am just itching to like just touch everything I can get my hands on. When you have been told, I'm very childlike in a way, when you've been told you cannot, that makes you want to do it even more. So Billy, when I see you in Las Vegas in a few weeks, expect a big hug. I've been told that I'm not able to hug and high five people. I'm doing it. You hear me? I cannot wait. I cannot wait. (laughs) But Billy, tell me, what are you most looking forward to for Idea World 2022? You know, Kia, so I've gone to Idea World like up above 10 years now. Oh, wow. Uh, And one, it's been so, it's, it's been sad to not be able to go every year. It was this kind of nourishing retreat for me where I could walk away from the day to day, like fully no operations work and just a sit and absorb inspiration of so many leaders from around the world and just kind of network and talk to folks. Uh, I cannot wait to get to do that again. It is always so nourishing, not only for my creative soul and the business side, but really in terms of uh, my connectivity with folks in the industry and it just being uh, uh, such a fun environment. And like you said, it's going to be a bar raising difference this year because we're all so anxious to get back into doing that type of programming. Yeah. And these conferences have always been like a rejuvenation and it's enough uh, valuable education that we all accumulate within that one weekend that will last us for the entire year of our business, our entire career journey as well, of course. But because we've been missing it so much. I think that that's just going to make us even more excited. So I I hope everyone will take my advice and hydrate, start your your endurance, start your endurance training now because it's going to be a lot of emotions and I expect to see a lot of tired 
bodies because we are just going to go in. We are going to go so hard. <laughs> I want to take all the sessions that I can. I want to see them on replay. I don't want to miss a beat. I, I hope I will sleep, but I probably won't sleep because I'll just be so excited to see you all. And I, I tell you, Billy, I am really, truly excited for one of the sessions that you will be producing. You mentioned a key point of it earlier when you said the concierge experience. Now, personally, I'm a gal who loves a five-star experience in everything I do. The cookie shop down the street, five-star experience. The coffee <laughs> shop that I walk, I walk additional two miles to get to, five-star experience. And I don't expect any less for the fitness facilities that I engage with. So can you please just tell us about your business session uh, that you will be presenting at Idea World? For sure. I My personality is... I, has always been very anti-sales tactics and kind of trapping people and feeling guilty and like uh, eliminating all their uh, mm -hmm. possible doubts. Like that is so not how I built any of my practices because it was all about building this product and service that was so valuable and so helpful to them that the sales tactics were useless. It was more about how can I really help you? And so I've been thinking a lot about that over the last, especially the last couple of years, as so many new options came into our fitness industry uh, that folks have become more like sales driven and sales focused. And uh, I've fallen into so many horrible sales funnels. They drive me insane. If I get one more email with some crazy long-winded ex uh, example, like mm -hmm. seven days in a row. Ah! So I really want to help folks think uh, in a different way about how you are really creating products and services that are so undeniable. And that leads into the idea of you're not trying to sell them to someone. You're really excited to be that Ritz-Carlton concierge that yes. just gives them away, right? Like a perfect example, like in Las Vegas, you walk down the strip, you'll get a million flyers. Like everyone is handing you, trying to hand you a flyer. That feels like sales to me. But if you go to your hotel and you go to your concierge and they have all the connections, they have all the tickets, they have all the network, they have everything you want, and they are there to help you get access to those. That is how I want us to look at our fitness industry and what we're offering. It's not trying to, again, get a bang for the buck, like one more dollar. It's really how can you provide a product and service that is so far above any expectation that your clients would ever have and then make it the most pleasurable experience for them to um, go through your marketing, go learn about your brand, do your intake, your process and really kind of onboard with your services. Very good, Billy. And not only as a service provider myself, but an engager of fitness services, you know, I, I don't want to be treated like a cash cow. You know, there are so many other qualities to me than just my money, you gold digger. Let me tell you that our relationship can go way beyond an exchange of commerce. But when you make consumers, engagers, members feel so valued, again, beyond the exchange of commerce or them of giving their dollar, in a way they freely give that dollar. You know, you don't have to ask. You don't have to do that monthly call of, will you please renew your membership or check-ins like that? Or can I upsell you on this? More so, it's just product placement in which I see and I trust the, the brand and the culture that you have developed that when I see this new product, 
or if I hear of this new service, I'm asking you. You don't even have to give it to me. So I, I do appreciate that you are bringing that experience, that knowledge, and it's tried and true. And you're backing it up, not just with what you've applied to your business model, but leaning on that of the Ritz-Carlton. That is a, a staple name of its own that maybe many of us strive to be like uh, the, the Nike brand of shoes or um, your favorite airline. So understanding what those USPs are, unique selling propositions that draw you into those services and then seeing how you can spin it with your own flavor and take to provide it to your consumers. Is that where we're going? Are those some of the key takeaways within your service? And I love that you mentioned the idea of looking outside of our industry. Uh, it, like our goal is not to meet the baseline level of the fitness industry. Our goal in terms of especially customer experience and in terms of really providing these unexpected solutions to what folks need, the goal is to look any and everywhere in our world and find these, again, these unbelievably above and beyond levels of uh, positive experiences. There, there's a great exercise that we go, we take our uh, in-house team through every year. It's called the 11 star customer experience. Have you ever heard of that, Kia? I have not. Educate me on it. it it is so excellent. So uh, I, I, as far as I understand, the kind of origin of it is uh, was from Brian Chesky, the Airbnb founder. Yes. And he, it was an exercise that he took his team through when they were coming up with the Airbnb experiences. And it really helped to stretch their brain and thinking more creatively about what are the products and services and how they could provide them in a far astronomical ways compared to the baseline of what was currently being offered. And so it's an exercise that we walk our team through every single year in defining our products and services, in upgrading our brand and our marketing, and especially in our customer experience of trying to think like, okay, we've raised the bar to this level in 2022. In 2023, how are we going to take that even bigger and even more shocking and more inspiring? And that's, uh, again, an exercise that we'll walk through in class of how can you think far, far outside of the box and, and look in the industries like the spas and the hotels and the best restaurants in the world? How can you gain inspiration from them and bring that back into your facility in a way that, again, your client, you said it, your client is going to come running to you because they hear how amazing your product is. That is your job. It's not to master crazy sales processes. It is to create something that is undeniable. Like if folks are running to you for it. Right. So in an industry where there are just so many opportunities and options for people to engage, no matter their socioeconomic background, no matter what their personal finances are looking like, there is still a way of making people feel so valued in their services, whether I can afford um, a $250 membership or not, there's still something of importance. You make me feel something of importance. And again, since there are just so many different ways of entry, so many different opportunities of engaging, what are you what's going to make you stand out and what's going to make you and your consumer have this very special marriage or relationship? We know that like in entertainment, you can have a state fair, which people look forward to. It only comes around maybe once a year. Yes, the state fair is a great time. But then you also have the city amusement park 
which has a different value that people may pay a little bit more money for because it is what it is. Amusement parks are amazing. Having a great time at Six Flags. But there's a difference when you say, let's go to Disney World. What is the Disney uh-huh. World experience? So you get where I'm going with you, Billy. I see you nodding with me. I'm, in, I'm enjoying this, this conversation that we're having. <laughs> so when you are when you're delivering sessions as such, the concierge experience and providing even more value value-based experience and solutions for what the consumers are looking for. What are the, is there a true realistic turnaround time for implementing these valuable business tips for growing our businesses? You know what, based on some of the points you were just making of all of the different types of clients, as well as products and services, the number one first thing that all of us need to do as a fitness business owner is be very connected to exactly who is our ideal target customer. And we've heard this a million times, but the more that you can really hone in, especially in 2022, on where are all of their other options for yes. fitness? Where are where can they get it uh, on the cheap? Where can they get it at uh, the highest level of experience? Know all those levels and then really tune into how you are going to offer it in a way that matches exactly what they're looking for. And again, will really impress them. So in terms of how to start this, the first thing is to be so connected and clear and researching your clients and exactly where is their value? Where are their goals? Again, where are they looking to spend their money and in what level? And then really tuning in that way. To answer your question in terms of how quickly you can start to do this, the uh, knowing that client is first. Second, I would say, is probably making some adjustments to your products and services on a consistent basis to continually make sure you are connecting with them in a way that, again, matches their value, matches their goals and what they're really looking for. That's an ongoing process. Again, as I mentioned, the 11-star at Diakati, it's something we make adjustments every year, especially to those products and services, especially to our customer experience, and then even to our marketing and branding. So, coming to the session, coming to world, you are going to get some immediate take-home action items that you can start making those adjustments immediately. But it is an ongoing process. It's something that all of us as business owners, you can never rest on those laurels. It is, especially again in 2022, when the options are limitless, we all have to be constantly pushing and pushing and pushing for that growth, that new development, those new creative ideas. Um, But again, during session, I'm going to give you some stuff just to walk away. You can immediately start changing your website. You can immediately start upgrading your customer experience and not in expensive ways, ways that you can pennies on the dime of just things that will not be what your client, when they walk into your services, it will go above and beyond what they expected. And that's what I want to teach you all how to do. Right on. So key point, truly understanding your target demographic, what drives them, not just to spend money, but to spend time to invest time in you and the services that that you have what makes you their priority their the place that they want to go to first or refer a friend to as well and these changes they don't have to be expensive they don't have to cost money at all i mean to your point meeting members at the door 
asking, may I offer you a towel goes a long way. Um, I'm, I've just recently joined a new organization in a new club, and I had the pleasure of subbing for the most popular instructor because that's not intimidating at all. But just little, <laughs> little things that sometimes I like to toot my own horn, little things that I call artistry level of delivering a service, of opening the door for the people, for the members and saying, may I offer you a towel? Do you know your, your, the, your reservation spot? I can look that up for you quickly. And the way, Billy, that these members look to me, sure. I mean, you always look at me as if like, what cartoon does she step out of? I take pride in that. <laughs> but looking at me like, oh, wow, this is really nice. Did it cost me any money to offer someone else a towel? No. Is that something that other instructors can implement immediately? Yes. And sorry, because I did it. Now your members expect you to do it too <laughs> because they take the class. And I, set the bar. <laughs> I set the bar and I set it high. Again, artistry level of not treating people the way you want to be treated, but treating people the way they want to be treated. So again, that's understanding who your target demographic is, understanding who's coming through your door and why. Yeah, and and even more, I challenge folks to think: don't just meet how they want to be treated, just like you did. People were surprised. Do things that are gonna surprise them. Like, do they walk in and there's literally like a glass of water with an orange slice and some chilled spa water there? Like, whatever you can do, that's there's nothing. If you buy an orange and you can do that, but have, knowing their name and again, surprising them in these unexpected ways. That, those are the things that at dinner parties, people are going to be talking about and they're going to come hunting for you as a business owner. That's what you're exactly. And again, just taking little examples from what we're experiencing in life that we can, you know, apply to what we do. I went to a dinner party. You just said that it made me remember something that triggered me and the children who are at this dinner party made little clay creations for me around my place setting. And that just made as an adult, just feel like, oh, I am welcomed into this space. So how do we make our consumers, our, our members feel even more welcome into this space where essentially they keep the lights on for us? Just go that extra mile of finding ways. Yeah, Most definitely. I love it. How do you make these practices sustainable for years to come? You said that it's an ongoing process. So sure, we continue to evolve and develop, especially as our membership makeup evolves and develops. They travel around the world experiencing different classes and in businesses, and they come back with their suggestions of, hey, why don't we do X, X? And I know you've experienced it. We all have in, in fitness business. But because you say that the process is ongoing, the implementation is ongoing, how do we make these practices sustainable? For sure. We, so for us in-house, we have a project management software. We use uh, Asana. And as all of us go out and, and have these new world experiences, and that, honestly, that's one of the things we're so excited about over the next year is we're getting to do that again because we didn't have a lot of that inspiration over the last couple of years. All those experiences that we would kind of get some creative like inspiration from, we weren't having them. So first, you got to get out there and just, again, live in this world and be constantly looking for ideas of like, oh, wow. 
Like that is an interesting way that they onboarded me at the hotel in New York. That is an interesting way that they greeted me at my table at this restaurant, like whatever it is. But our our project management software, all of those ideas get brain dumped in there. Like I, I walk around literally as with my phone, as I'm walking the dogs and something pops in my mind. I put it in our project management software in our rainy day list. And what we do is definitely every year and often every quarter, we will go to that rainy day list and we'll kind of prioritize like, okay, where do we need to kind of beef up? Does it need to be our customer experience? Maybe it's our trainer experience, but where do we need to try and upgrade what's happening? And we use that rainy day list as a, almost again, a a way of keeping us in check of all the creative ideas that we come up with. Uh, Idea world is a great example. You're going to come up with so many new crazy ideas over that weekend. You have to find a way that you can stock all that information in a place that you can grab the top layer and then come back for those next layers without all of it just disappearing. And again, however that works for you, us as a project management software, we can put deadlines in it. We can really put reminders for us to check back on it. However that works, have a system in place that helps you really, again, go through that Rolodex of ideas and keep coming back to them and upgrading over and over year after year. Yeah. And sometimes I will say, maybe I'm speaking from a personal standpoint, when you're reinventing and evolving, sometimes that can become cumbersome, um, intimidating of how do we just keep getting better. But when you just ride the wave and again, to your point of understanding who it is that you're serving, who who you are and why you're purpose driven, why and what you do. Sometimes those things just come organically that you're not forcing it. So if we look at, say, like Apple products, you think I've got the best of the best. And then next month there's a new download or a new update. And then in two years, years you get there's something new. There are new bells and whistles. And it's like you just keep getting better with time. But like trends are cyclical. So as you were talking and I'm thinking about sustainability and transformational services and reinventing yourself, the bell bottoms are coming back, honey. You know, (laughs) you know, um, the pompadour hairstyle, which we thought in a way in the night we brought back (laughs) to the 90s and we thought we were done with them. And we look back on pictures and laugh. Now I'm seeing people doing it again. We can reinvent and we can retry. But when we retry things of the past, we're coming from a place of experience and progression and making things better. So you don't have to recreate the wheel. Just make it turn 100%. a little bit more efficiently. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. And and a lot of that again. I'm going to go back to studying your client. Like yeah. where are they in their mindset? Like where are their priorities right now? What are the things that are focusing? What are the things that are really emotionally intense for them? What are the things that are really inspiring them? Um, it it because all of us have a different answer to that. Whatever our business is, we have a completely different client base. So it really needs to be driven. So many of the decisions from that, as well as your own inspiration. What are the things that are really uh, have deep meaning to you right now? And that's where I recommend running that direction. Right. So again, not reinventing the wheel because the original wheel was made of a rock and now they're made out of rubber and the rubber <laughs> meets the road, you know? So what tips or advice um, were career transformational for you 
that you would like to share with fitness business people? Uh, I, I've never been one to settle for sure. So my idea of uh, constantly raising the bar, yep. nothing baseline ever being okay. Uh, never again, never settling that. Okay. We're, we're doing it just as well as everyone else in the fitness industry that your work is not done. You have to keep pushing yourself. And, and honestly, that's just how I'm wired. I, I'm always ready for the next challenge. So anything at all that folks can do, especially as fitness business owners, that they can do to tap into that like kind of self-competitive spirit where you are never satisfied, that for sure. Uh, I know it's probably the second thing. Uh, again, even more in 2022 would be differentiation to really look at the products, the services, the brand that you have mm -hmm. and take an honest look at it. Look at your competitors. Look at all the, good Lord, the millions of options in our industry right now. Look at all those with a very honest uh, description and, and honest kind of take and compare to your own business, your product and services. How are you offering something that's truly unique? How are you really the leader in your marketplace? And, and honestly, how is your product and service truly the best fit for your target customer. If you can answer those and really, again, have a clear set of differentiators, once you have those, take a look again. Are there any of your competitors that have that same list of differentiators? Like if you say, I, I'm an, an amazing individual programmer as a trainer, I sure hope every other trainer in this world is a great individual programmer. How are you doing that in a unique way? How are you doing it in a way that's above and beyond what anyone else is doing? So if you can be clear with your differentiators and stand strong that they are really unique and you are the leader in your market, I think that's probably your first exercise that you can do in terms of really setting your brand and your business apart from all the other options that are out there right now. Very good, Billy. Signed, sealed, delivered. I love that messaging. And we can keep this conversation going by coming to your sessions at Idea World 2022 in Las Vegas. But Billy, thank you so much for offering your valuable advice and time to us here. We appreciate you. We honor you. You make our industry much better than it ever could be. To your point, we don't settle. We're too good for that. We don't settle. We can, we can always do better. But again, Thank you. This has been the Idea Fit Pro Show, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Kia. I hope you got as much out of that episode as I did. To learn more about Billy Polson or to connect with him or with guest host Kia Williams, please check the show notes for details. Much gratitude to Kia for hosting such a memorable interview. And people, it has been over two years and way too long since we met in person. It's time to reclaim that magic at 2022 Idea World Convention. Not only can you stoke your passion to further your education and network with other fit pros in person, it's a great place to boost your earning potential and move to the next step in your career. Come to Las Vegas July 20th through 24th and help us celebrate IDEA's 40th anniversary while experiencing the best overall fitness education experience of the year. This exciting event delivers 24 CECs over a four-day experience that's packed with education, movement, networking, parties, exposure to potential employers, and an expo that will do wonders to up-level your product knowledge. 
Go to ideafit.com and click on the events tab to get all of the details or call 1-800-999-4332 extension 7 to speak directly with an idea-inspired service team member. Hope to see you in Las Vegas where you can see Billy Polson, Kia Williams, and 150 additional subject matter experts present on more than 300 topics they are absolutely passionate about. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Idea Fit Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.